You know what that sound means? It's another episode of Game for a Movie, uh, where we ask, are you game for a movie? God, I was thrown off. Damn it. <laughs> what, what, what happened? I, I lost the moment. I was so hyped. Did, did I really just make you break that yes, easily? Did. I, I wasn't trying you to. You did. Damn it. Well, All right. Well, I'm not even drunk yet. This is a problem. All right. Uh, I'm your host, Mike. <laughs> I am joined by... Mitchell. Andre. Hi, friends. Hey. So, hey. Uh, Together in Bristol, Connecticut, uh, Mitchell, you are across the country. We are making yes. across time zones. Mm, we have the technology. We have the technology. Yeah, uh, what's it like three hours in the future, guys? I'm so curious. Bro, it sucks. I hate time zones. <laughs> time bro, zones can sucks. fuck off. I think we should just all unify in a singular time zone. I've got one spoiler for you. Bees. That's it. B. Oh God! Yeah, the murder, the, the murder hornets are on this side of the coast, the country now. They're gonna come. Yep, yep. You oh, thought it was man. over just in time. God escaped it, but mm-hmm. you did not. Uh, Mitchell. Well, I guess I'll start. Actually, sorry, because yeah. we always go in order. Uh, <laughs> what are we drinking? I have a Love Note Dippa, which is from Blackhawk Brewing. Mosaic Citra, extra hazy, double dry hopped, double India Pale Ale. Uh, Blackhawk Brewing is in Oxford, Connecticut, and it's one of my favorite places. In fact, one of my buddies works as the brewmaster there. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, Black no Hawk. way. Good yeah. stuff. Yeah, so I am drinking Nespresso. Um, this one is the Hazelnut Mufino. Muffino. I don't know how they want me to pronounce it, but it tastes like hazelnut muffin, and it's delicious. Nice. Muffin-o. Excellent. It's the Muffino. Mm, the Muffino. I love that. <laughs> Uh, Andre, what are you drinking? Well, I'm doing a mix of both my uppers and my downers. I have uh, some Rebel Dog <laughs> coffee with me. I'm drinking that. Um, and then to pair with that, I have this nice uh, counterweight headway IPA. Love it. The old, the old standard. The old standard. But also, I have another bottle with me, and I need to nerd out for a second, because while I was grabbing coffee, I, on a lark, decided to go to the liquor store nearby, and I found it's a bottle of rum. It's called Denizen Merchants Reserve 8-Year Rum, Okay. And the reason Ooh. I'm so torqued up about this is that I like this is the first time I've seen this bottle in Connecticut. Oh, um, okay. And this bottle is like a blend of Jamaican and uh, Martinique rums, and that means that it's kind of specially designed for cocktails. Okay. Uh, it's just, like basically designed for a mai tai, yes. and like all these like you know Jill got me this tiki book for yeah. Christmas, and like they basically said get this rum if you can find it right away. Just grab it and using your drink is gonna be awesome. Get it for everything. Yeah, nice. Uh, so I'm torqued up about it because I just looked it up. Not just worked up about it. Torqued up. Torqued up about it. Because I went to their site and they're like, there is no bottles in a 50 mile radius of uh, in Connecticut. And I saw it on the duty free shop when we left New Orleans at the airport. I uh, almost got a bottle there. You should have. Anyways, Ooh. Oak Barrel Spirits had the hookup. Nice. I'm very happy about it, and I will Oak be Barrel making Spirits. myself a mai tai. Uh, later tonight nice there you go that's awesome that's my cocktail that's supper. why you support your local liquor liquor store guys yes you, know? you go Absolutely. out there you'll find some gems yeah 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 the guy the guy when he sold to me he's like if you need more and i'm thinking pretty sure you'll need more just call me and i'll set aside some bottles I'm like, that's yes. awesome oh my god uh, i love that i'm so pumped uh i may need some of that rum because we're mm. going to talk about a bad movie Ooh. um this bad movie i watched last night it took me three and a half hours to finish an hour and a half movie because I just needed to stop. Yes, been there. Uh, I've been calling this Guys Night. And what kind of movies do guys like the most? Mm. Uh, action movies. Yeah, action. Chick flicks. Okay, great. Chick We're going to do a course. romantic comedy. I love chick flicks. <laughs> Unironically, let's go. It is dick flick time. 
I love okay, it. Okay, I am I am in on a dick flick. Let's go. I didn't think I Love You Man was that bad. What? You I love that? I Love You Man. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, no, it's great. Um, so the movie I chose is also because of the timing of the year. Uh, we were recording this on the Saturday before the Oscars and the Raspberry Awards, the Golden mm-hmm. Raspberries. Yes, my and favorite. And so I decided to take a movie that has won a Golden Raspberry and an actor or actress that has won a Golden Raspberry. All about Steve. Okay. All about, have I seen this? Or All about on. Steve. Why does, that sound, why does that sound familiar, Mike? We've got Sandra Bullock. Who oh my ex- God. Who was the second person to accept her golden raspberry. Wasn't the first Halle Berry, right? Yeah, first was Halle Berry. Okay. And she gave woman, yeah. all the members of the Golden Raspberry Awards that were there a DVD copy of All About Steve. Wow, okay. That Isn't is a- this the same year? Wait, I'm going to let you go. I'm going to let you yeah, say this it. This yes. the same year she won the Oscar for The Blind Side. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh my okay. God, that's why oh, I remember wow. this. wow. <laughs> It also has Thomas Hayden Church, yep. Bradley Cooper, and oh. this is Shen quite Jong, the, no. the poster. Yeah, uh, this is also the first time that Ken Jong and Bradley Cooper were on the screen together. That later that year, The Hangover came up. Wow! Oh, gotcha. So Ooh, wow! Yeah, all about Steve. Uh, just a little bit of plot before I get into the points. Uh, Side note, you know it's going to be good when it says from the producer of Miss Congeniality. God that's the, just that's one. The, just one. Just the one. And I'm, I feel <laughs> bad for Sandra Bullock because we've, we've done two movies for her now. But Speed 2, we she did. couldn't get out of. Right. Speed 2 is not her fault. Speed 2 is not her fault. Not her fault. This one was. <laughs> we so, did Bird Box little... too, right? Huh? Early on. We did Bird Box as well, right? Way back. We did, but it wasn't a bad movie. Yeah, I think right. We were just talking oh, about okay. This. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah. So we we have a lot of Bullock on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so all about Steve. If you don't know, he's a cameraman for CCN. Okay, you know, nice uh, way to get around the uh, legality there. Yeah. Cool. So basically, he and his reporter go across the country, which is played by Thomas Hayden Church. He also went on a date with uh sandra bullock and she's obsessed with him that's the basic plot of it okay basic plot okay mm. so we meet our character mary she's a uh what was the word i can't remember the word she's a crossword puzzle maker i can't remember the exact okay. word she crossword had. puzzle artiste crossword puzzle. no it was like a cultivist or something cultivist yeah cultivator something. yeah whatever it was it, what what hmm. she had like a uh, press badge that had it on there even oh so that's her that's her she is this for a big paper or the sacramento press okay yes so right. this uh takes place in sacramento to start hey man crosswords are an important so they're part. calling her they're calling her a crossword puzzle writer on the Wikipedia of All About Steve. That right? would make, I, I writer makes, feels right to me. But uh, we'll use that term, but there was a term she had for herself that was like supposed to be her mm. smart and everything like that. Um, so gotcha. she, uh, she doesn't go on dates. You know, she hasn't really seen anybody in a while. Um, she wears red boots. That okay. is a standard. Hmm. Uh, she wears them everywhere, and basically, there's more to that. I'm thinking like the red cowboy boots from How I Met Your Mother. If you remember, they're those. not cowboy boots. Okay. They're like almost rain boots, but they're like a little more go-go-y. Little galoshes. Yeah. Kind of like, okay. A little uh, more go-go. Was she was she pulling them off, Mike? Would you no, say right, she's right. pulling she them, off? them off? Except for the <laughs> end. 
Okay. Mm. Oh, are you talking about pulling them off? Like pulling them off? No, no, it's in like no. yeah, 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 she was like not pulling them. Wise. Oh, okay. This I thought that show, was like, she's okay. eccentric and a little strange. Oh no! Did you spoil her character arc? Now I'm totally. I can't. <laughs> I'm not. I'm. I'm totally out now. Uh, this movie loves its voiceover, and mm. the voiceover that gets us started is crosswording is the most fun a person can have without passing out. <laughs> okay. Huh. I okay. I disagree. No. I would put I would put Minesweeper up there. Well, yeah, right. <laughs> Minesweeper probably edges it out just a little. I don't bit. know. I get intense in Minesweeper. I pass out sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So she lives at home with her parents. Uh, she goes to a career day and starts arguing with the kids because they're calling her out for being a single nerd. Um, hmm. And basically, she decides to say, "I have sex to all these kids." So that happens. Great. Um, yeah. I found a drinking game for this. Mm-hmm. Oh, drink anytime there's a joke about her red boots. Drink anytime they mention crosswording, and drink anytime there's voiceover. I gave up halfway through because I was feeling it. <laughs> I was feeling pretty good. Mm. Um, Mike, Mike, are you a New York Times mini crossword doer? Like, do you have the app? I have the app. Day? Yeah, I like crosswords. Yeah. I don't like, I don't do it every day. I, yeah, I used to, and Wordle has supplanted that routine for yeah, me. Right. Like, yeah, right. Wordle is just more bite sized for me. I know yeah. that when you crosswords already bite sized, you can do it in whatever under a minute. No, but I like the Wordle too. That's, yeah. 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 And that's why New York Times got it. Yeah. In, in a modern version of this story, she would be a Wordle editor. A Wordle, Wordle. A, Wordle a Wordle wizard. Well, she can a Wordle do. Yeah, she can fuck off for today's wordle. Yeah, right. No, today's wordle <laughs> fucking sucked. No spoilers. Hey, I got it. I got, I got it too. But I it, it, it took me till six. I I don't share this, but I like I don't share it when I get the results. But I still haven't missed. I've gotten to six yep. a lot of times. Yeah. Yes. I haven't. Yes. Missed no, I'm on. I'm still on my streak. Yeah. Yeah. And we have like dedicated Bravo. world dump chats now. Yeah. Right. I don't. I don't pollute. I don't pollute the mixed chats anymore. If that makes sense, right? It's like, all right, every guys, everybody's playing Wordle. Just dump your Wordle just emojis in there. It, yes. Whatever. Uh, so the music for this is Beck. Beck made the music for oh, this. Oh, really? And I said, why I like Beck? Beck. Why? Yeah, yeah, I like no, Beck. I do. Oh, no. Why did he lower his standards? Now I'm right. <laughs> Damn it. Um, she has mentioned a lot of times. I have a date, a blind one. Like a lot oh, of times already. Okay. And we're not even five minutes in yet. Mm. Uh, of mm. course, this date is Steve. Uh, she was set up. Steve's parents and Mary's parents set them up on a blind date. Mm. And Steve is very attractive because Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper, right. Yeah, okay, cool. But it gets better. Frosted tips, Bradley oh, Cooper. No. Oh, no. Okay. This, this movie came out in 2009. 2009. That's at, a little bit. That era. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's definitely, he's bleached up a little bit. It's a weird time in Bradley's uh, career when this is post alias, right? When he had like a yep. pretty strong supporting role there. Yep. And then he was in the wilderness, which I guess this was a part of. And then you have like the hangover coming yep. out. Right. And then his career renaissance happens. But right. yep. insane. Uh, so she runs, she sees that he's hot and she runs back upstairs, like needs to change, needs to do up her hair a little more and that kind of stuff. Cause she was just like, I'm just going on this date, whatever, to appease my parents. Uh-huh. But now she sees he's hot and she's like, okay, I got to go back up. She's talking to her pet hamster the whole time. Mm. And it's just a little weird because the hamster is actually even given like facial features. Like he kind of like that kind of stuff. It's huh. weird. Okay. But I think he's just, I don't know. Um, mm. So they get in the car and 
and they're going to go out on this date. And she like looks back, sees a baseball and goes, oh, he's not gay. <laughs> Which made me laugh hysterically. Because <laughs> it was part of it was she was worried that he was going to be gay. And that's why the parents set him up. Oh, okay. To kind of try uh, to, get, to go on a date uh, or whatever. All right. Um, 2009. Yeah. <laughs> so they get in the car. He starts talking to her. And basically she's like, he's hot as fuck. Fuck me now. And like tries it. So she has the seatbelt on and she gets like choked by the seatbelt. And she undoes the seatbelt and climbs on top of him. Okay. What is this movie rated? PG-13. It does not get Oh my God. It does not get (laughs) Um, (laughs) So she's like just going to town making out with him he's like aren't you worried about your parents like we're right outside that oh so he's into it he's he's fine with he's it. okay with it okay until they get in the back and she just can't stop talking about facts like whatever facts oh. but there's also funny parts I, this is the funniest part of the movie probably um she like is talking to him about these facts of like so that's her kryptonite because she built so many crossword puzzles she has all these little she has useless, all these facts. useless information so constantly building crossword puzzles in her mind like some sort of sisyphusian like i don't even know one of the reviews on imdb said is she supposed to be autistic are we supposed to find this funny right that is one of the reviews and it kind of agree because she just like knows everything okay but one of the funniest parts is why she's spewing these facts she grabs his hand and like puts it on her boob <laughs> and, okay and it's like full-on like make out boob yeah that kind of stuff but then she kind of like gets too much and he pretends he has a phone call and he needs to go to boston right away for his job because there's breaking news to get away from her Wow. Okay. So date doesn't happen. Where, where Where is this taking place now? How far is Boston from there? This is Sacramento. Oh, okay. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I need to get on a flight for breaking Immediately. news. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, as she's walking out of the car, she grabs Twinkie trash because she's like, oh, he likes Twinkies. And she stuffs it in her bra. Yep. Uh-huh. That happened. Yeah. Okay. Yep. What? All right. Yep. Well, so she's like feeling all this love. Basically, though, what he said when he was in the news van, like he kind of was, oh, I wish you could come with me. But no, like I got to go and you have your job and everything like that. So she's on cloud nine. And the next day's crossword puzzle is all about Steve. Steve's hair color, Steve's eye color, Steve's uh, favorite food. Wait, 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 literally dead ass. Like she put like, like Steve's, literally Steve's eye color. Yes. There it is. Like, yeah. So like, it, it's like a uh, montage of people looking at the crossword puzzle going like, this is fucking impossible. Yeah. What the hell were they thinking? So, I like that. I like that the whole entire city of Sacramento was in abreast because the crossword puzzle the was crossword kind, puzzle. Of, kind of difficult. <laughs> and even the man, the her manager was just like, we can't have a crossword every day of the week. We do it weekly. And even he's like, the crossword puzzle had more viewers than I thought. You're fired. Because of course she was. Okay. But she takes it as a sign. She's like, well, he said, I wish you could come with me. And now she's fired and doesn't have to do her job. So she can come with him. So she finds out where the news is, which is in, I can't remember where the first, place. oh, Tucson. I can't remember what the news story was. It wasn't that big a deal. But basically it's a reporter who's trying to get an anchor job played by Thomas Hayden Church. 
Got it's it. their uh, 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 field producer, Ken Jeong, and then cameraman, uh, Bradley Cooper. Mm. Also, the manager. How of- is Brad the cameraman? Yeah, no Brad's offense. That's the guy, behind, guy- the, behind the camera, not <laughs> right. in front of it. Yeah. Doesn't Especially, and like, Thomas Hayden Church is not an ugly man. No, he's not. No, he's no. Bradley Cooper is more. Yeah. If yeah. I were to do to a think- ranking. Yeah. <laughs> right. Bradley Cooper, Thomas Hayden Church, Ken Jeong. <laughs> and not because of anything other than Ken Jeong. Plus, he has like he has an awkward haircut in this movie. Well, right, and Ken yeah. Jeong naturally being the hottest in that ranking. Yeah, yes. right, right, yeah, yeah. right. Okay, yes, yeah. okay. Well, okay, you don't want, you right. don't want to establish too many. Um, I don't even know unrealistic expectations for your viewers. So he's yeah. out of the running. You know, at this exactly point, at this point uh, when she shows up in Tucson, and he kind of sees her there. I have accepted one of two things. Either he's going to accept her weirdness and they'll fall in love or she's going to murder him. There's no in between. Mm. <laughs> that is what I've said at this point. Yep. Um, Sounds about right. So basically on the way to Tucson, she's riding in this uh, bus and the bus driver, she's spewing all these facts and everything like that. And the bus driver's annoyed with her. So they're like, we're going to take a bathroom break at this diner. She climbs off the bus and then she closes the bus or the bus driver closes the door and drives off. Hmm. So she's left at this diner on the way to Tucson. She goes to the diner and she's like, I need to find a ride. When's the next bus come? And they're like days. The buses don't come often enough. I, I don't believe it, but whatever. Sure. Right. Um, so she agrees to ride in a truck with this truck driver. First, she doesn't agree right away because she's kind of like, don't murder or rape me. And if mm. you do, and she's like, can I see your driver's license? So he hands her, her his driver's license. That's a bold move by him. I mean, yeah, I don't right. Know, right? <laughs> so he hands her his driver's license and she takes a Sharpie and writes on his, on her arm, the driver's license number. She goes, if you murder me, now you have to bury me in sev- uh, several different locations so that they can't find out it was you. Okay. What? Yep. Yeah. Okay, I could... Oh. Okay, cool. <clears throat> How... Is this played for laps, Mike? Like, Supposedly. it feels so awkward. It's all cringy. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's right. All this cringy. is like... Hmm. Yeah, oh, supposedly this is a comedy. God. Yeah. Okay. How? What's your, what's your laugh out loud count right now, if you can remember? Two. Well, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And one of them may be an awkward laugh at uh please don't rape or murder me. Mm-hmm. And it was just kind of like a yeah. who says right. that? Like, it was just right. And the other one was the the boob thing, because that was kind of funny. Mm. Cause it was that is like the best scene in the movie. Mm. And we're we're past it already. Unfortunate. Yeah. So they get to Tucson, or so she's spewing all these facts in the truck, and he's just like, We're gonna play the quiet game. But mm. at the end, finds her kind of endearing, even though she's weird. Mm. At the end, when they get to Tucson, she jumps out of the truck and goes, thank you for not raping me. And he goes, my pleasure. <laughs> like, obviously, I'm not going to rape yeah, you. Yeah, okay. Okay. Mm. Uh, she starts running to wherever Steve is. And I've also said that uh, Steve is the worst cameraman ever. He's just not focused at all on anything. Mm. Um, at this time, we hear for the third time, short skirt and a long jacket. They paid oh, okay. the rights to that song, and they just and they are going to beat it over the head. There you go. Why that song? You got to get your money's worth. I don't know. I don't know. So 
Tucson is basically cleared out besides like Steve catches a glimpse of her as their truck is driving away. And it's just like, is that Mary? And it's really weird. Um, he also gave her his umbrella. So she has the umbrella the entire movie, by the way. Okay. To bring back the umbrella. Mm. Um, so she gets to Tucson and she's like, where'd everybody go? Oh, there's breaking news in Oklahoma. There's this girl, Peggy, who was born with a third leg. And there is a dispute between the mother and the father. The mother does uh, wants to get surgery to remove the third leg. The father wants to keep the third leg. And what? of course there's protesters. What? Yes. This is, wait, how is this? In, wait, what? Yeah, how I'm is, just confused. So this is, is this like, <laughs> this is a news story. Is this just a bit in the, in the movie? Yes. Yeah. And they call uh, her Peggy. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Three leg Peggy. Um, so basically that's where Mary runs into Steve and it's just like, Steve, I love you, blah, blah, blah. And he's just like, oh, and kind of freaks out because, you yeah, know, he's getting a restraining stalked. order on this lady. Yeah. yeah. He's being stalked. And she was like, I took it as a sign when you said I should be with you and I got fired from my job. And he's like, what? You got fired from your job? What? <laughs> and uh, she goes, yeah, I made the crossword puzzle all about you. And he's like, what the fuck? Okay. Yeah. Uh, media badge. I'm getting through the media thing. Yeah. Right. So she yeah. gets stopped by a bouncer and like, he's talking with uh, the bouncers. just like, no, go join your protester friends. Mm. She joins the pro leg protesters because they have better so, food. So, so is, is this just like a dumb, like pro, like pro life, pro choice joke thing? I like, guess. What? it's also to get her friends. It's also what? Sorry? To get her friends. Get her friends. Okay, got it. Uh, oh, yes, oh, because we need to have more than we need to two have... main characters in this movie. Yeah. Okay, yeah. got it. We need, we need friends. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, the news guy, played by Hayden Thomas Church, mm -hmm. uh, his name is Hartman. Hartman. Yeah. So it's I'm going to call him name. Hartman. Hartman Hughes. Hartman Hughes. Oof. Ah, Hartman ooh, Hughes. I like that. From the yeah. edge. That, that, that's a newsman's name. Okay. That's a, that's a newsman. I, I buy that. Superhero name. Yeah. You know, it's a Marvel newsman's yep. name. Well, Hartman mm -hmm. Hughes, his catchphrase is, this has been Hartman Hughes from The Edge. Oh, it's, it's cheap. oh yeah. shit. So he's That's trying to become an uh, uh, anchor. She spouted a bunch of facts to him, and basically he was able to use that in the news story, and so he looked smarter. So he's kind of like, okay, let's keep this girl around because she's like so smart and knows all these things. So this is, this whole scheme is that she's going to, he's going to use her to catapult himself up to the top yes, with her, much. with her bountiful yes. knowledge of random facts. Yes. I don't see how this is going to pan out well for him, but sure. She also, or he also said to her at one point, uh, cause I needed this exact quote, you rest those pretty little mouth pillows. Oh, that's uh, mouth pillows, mouth pillows. Mm. Mm. That's a line. Okay. So how old is Sandra Bullock's character supposed to be? Is she supposed to be like in her 40s or something or 30s? Probably 30s. Because like the, the whole question of this, right? It's a rom-com. She's single. Yeah. And they are giving you so many reasons as to why she is still single. Mm. And it feels to me that they're really beating us over the head with this. And yep. nothing else has happened in the movie. <laughs> right. No, they just made her weird. Then there's been like 16 red boots jokes. 
So the whole, oh, great. The, all of the jokes are, look at how awkward Sandra Bullock is. Yes. That's the humor yep. so far. Yep. Sweet. It doesn't get better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely doesn't sound like it would get old after 20 minutes. So um, the guys are talking in the tent and they both have big gulps. I don't okay. know why they have big gulps. Like brought to you by, by whatever. It's product placement. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's total product placement. Um, They finish the news story. The father and mother have agreed that they're going to keep the leg because mm. it makes her unique. They've agreed to terms. Okay, great. Uh, so now the next story is a storm, a tornado in Galveston. Mm. So they have okay. to drive to Galveston. So Mary starts running alongside the news van to figure out where they're going next. And Hartman's just like, oh, yeah, we're going to Galveston. We have this big storm. You should come with. Hmm. And he's like, what facts do you know about Galveston? She starts spewing the facts. And basically, she's just running alongside this van the whole time, spewing these facts. Like like, like Peter Parker at the beginning of Spider-Man 1 style? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) So she's running alongside the van. And, like, there's a part where she gets, like, dehydrated because she's running and talking so hartman literally grabs a big gulp and gives it to her to drink while she's running alongside the van wow and then they're like okay we're off to we're off to galveston see you there Mm. and so she goes back to the protesters and there are two characters elizabeth and howard elizabeth we didn't know her name was elizabeth and Howard is DJ Qualls. Okay. Okay. Um, basically, she's explaining, like, this is supposed to be the big, like, he's going to fall in love with me, uh, that kind of stuff. So we need to get to Galveston. And Howard, played by DJ Qualls, is like, well, I have a gremlin. Let's take the gremlin. A gremlin? Yes. What, what I don't understand. What's... Oh, do you know what a gremlin is? No, I don't. A gremlin is a very now defunct car okay i'll google it so i can have it is that because you fed it after midnight yes right or yeah Yeah. gremlin this this oh that guy okay yeah 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 yeah, yeah, that guy oh that's sick yeah okay so he has a gremlin uh and he's like i'm gonna drive us to galveston mind you they're going into the heart of a storm very cool and of course how bad can this storm be is the line so bad it's gonna be awful you somebody won't. in the movie says how bad can the storm be very cool i'll let you rue over that because we gotta take a break but first we're gonna give a shout out to the uh podcast that got it correct uh, it's your next favorite movie uh it's monthly deep dive for movie reviews uh we're gonna play his promo and then we will see you on the other side of the break What's going on, everyone? My name is Josh G, host of the Your Next Favorite Movie podcast. Each week, I will bring on a guest to discuss their favorite movie. We'll talk about why it's a great movie. We'll talk about sequels if it had any, sequels they may want to see, and we'll even cover the dreaded remake. So be sure to subscribe to us anywhere you get your podcasts. And follow us on social media at YNFMoviePod. Remember, check back every week. You never know when you may come across your next favorite movie. And we're back. Uh, so the three characters, Elizabeth, Howard, and Mary, are in the Gremlin, driving to Galveston. In a better movie, 
I think these three could be very likable because okay. they, they're a little enjoyable. They they have some back and forth and everything like that. But in this movie, they're all terrible stereotypes. Yeah. Okay. Howard makes uh, famous heads of people out of apples. Okay. They sells out of his car, mm. the gremlin. Great. Um, Elizabeth, we don't even know her name. And she's just basically a dumb protester. That is like her bit. Great. That she's dumb and she just protests just to protest. Exactly. Okay. We don't know what she does or anything. She's offended like that. to be offended. Or yeah, whatever. exactly. Cool. Exactly. She loves the fact that Mary knows all these facts. Uh-huh. Like they actually really enjoy Mary's company. Okay. So, Good for Mary. Yeah. Uh, at this point, you kind of feel a little love thing happening between Howard and uh really both of the girls, Elizabeth and um Mary. Mm. He kind of flirts with both of them. So I was thinking to myself at this, um, this might be awkward, <laughs> like at the end. Um, so the three are driving to Galveston, all of a sudden, tornado. <gasps> Huge tornado. Oh my God. It uh, is Twister. So the three get stuck. The gremlin won't work anymore because mm. it won't reverse because mm. it's a 1978 right. gremlin. It's a gremlin. Okay. Uh, so they decide to hide in a storm drain to wait out the tornado. Okay. The tornado takes the gremlin and throws it 50 miles away. Right. It's, it's gone. The, gre- it's the gremlin gone. has been removed from the movie. The gremlin has been removed and they haven't made it to Galveston. Galveston yet. Tragic. Yes. Very tragic. Mm. Uh, meanwhile, our reporter dude is against the sea waves um, dealing with the rain and getting yelled at by the manager of the news station because they didn't get footage of the tornado, but yet Mary was there hmm. and they all know about Mary. Cause like apparently Bradley Cooper has talked about this being the worst date ever or whatever. Hmm. Um, so yeah, that happens. And that's really it for Galveston. So we move on. That's really it. Okay. Uh, they're stuck without a car. Um, the news van leaves and they have to cover this news story because they're the closest and the news story. (laughs) So it flashes to the scene of like 15 school kids on a field trip Mm. and like three supervisors or like, uh, yeah, supervisors, I guess, but it's not really what I want to say. Chaperones. Chaperones. Yeah. Yeah. There it is. Jesus. <laughs> um, the movie's melting your brain. Yeah, and they're about to go to this Plume Funland in Southern Plume. I don't know what the state was even. Okay, uh, but it's obviously close to Galveston. All of a sudden, these fifteen kids fall into an abandoned mine shaft. The ground what? collapses. I'm sorry, what? The ground collapses, and all these fifteen kids are in there. <laughs> How did the mine shaft get into this? I don't understand. They, I... they just fall. Okay. <laughs> And because our so team goonies now, like I don't well, because our team is the closest, they get to report on the story. Okay, okay. Because they basically Keith David, the manager of the news station, is just like I'm not going to. Wait, Keith David is the is the manager. Yeah, did oh. you not hear me say that? Earlier? No, I didn't. I totally. Oh, I, Keith I, David is. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. So basically, the kids not only are it's 15 kids in a mine shaft. Yep. They're also deaf. Oh, okay. That's a spin. For any good reason, Mike, or yeah, they well, just read, deaf? 
just death. Are there any bad? I'm sure there are there any uh, problematic bad death jokes or no? Actually, okay. they, they're actually pretty okay with the death. Okay, okay, that's yeah. good. I guess. Yeah, so we're, we're out of death on a field on a, on a on a field trip. Yes. Yeah. In a mine shaft. Now in a mine shaft because they were headed to this like fun park, and and they have to go over an abandoned mine shaft to get it. Apparently. And the ground collapses. And the ground was clearly... And the kids fall. That's a lawsuit waiting to happen. Yep. Mm. Yep. Mm. So, mm. Um, basically, so, uh, Bradley Cooper is in disguise at this point. Well, what? For why? Because he's hiding from Mary. Oh, okay, got it. All right. But his disguise looks like Aaron Rodgers regularly. That. Oh, my God. Okay. That's definitely. Oh, that's excellent. Well, he was hiding the frosted tips, so that's yeah. A good hiding right. the frosted tips. Yeah, you couldn't yeah. recognize him without the frosted tips. Yeah, so that's it. The yeah. wig is enough. Yeah. yeah. So they get to wherever Plume is. I don't remember how Mary and the rest of them got there. They got there somehow. Mm, they teleported from the storm drain. That's the last time we've seen them. Right? Oh no, the gremlin worked. That's what it was. The oh. gremlin was in pieces, but they got it to work. So basically, like she's holding on to the window. And oh, like Jesus Christ, what Elizabeth is holding on to the door, and so they get to Plume. Hmm. Um, and they're all like, are they they hear the story and everything like that? And Hartman's basically being the worst because he's just antagonizing Mary about the fact that she's made it here and everything like that. This is the part where I'm like, everything the best part about this movie is the white teeth, because at least everybody had like super white teeth. Yeah, okay. Oh, hmm. okay. Yeah. Hmm. So, <laughs> so basically, um, Mary's like, I see Steve, I'm going to run and get him and we're going to fall in love and that'll be the end of the story. Okay. Uh, they've also rescued all the kids at this point. Okay. So that plot point is just resolved. Well, so they rescue them with like this crane and like the, the fire, hi- like a firefighter goes down, brings them up. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. So yeah. they didn't do the saving the kid that they're just, they report the saving. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, so Mary is see Steve starts running towards him, not paying attention to where she's going. Guess who falls in the mine shaft. Uh Oh, if you remember the trailer, Mary. this was included in the trailer. I, Steve, Steve. Uh. Okay. Oh, oh. So this happens during like the climax of the movie. Yes, she's now stuck in there. Oh goodness! I put Mary fell in the fucking hole. <laughs> <laughs> the pits of despair. Also, they put her in red boots just to make fun of them all movie because like then all the news stations are making fun of her red boots mm. and the fact that she didn't see the hole. So mm. you know what's going to happen? They're going to pull her out with the crane. Nope, the crane snaps. Ooh. Okay. So she's stuck down there, but she's not alone. Mm. There's one more deaf kid down, down there. So they just left oh, a no. deaf kid down there? I was just like, these teachers are the worst teachers. Yeah. Like, you knew you had 15 kids. You didn't kids. get a head count when you, when you got rescued? You like, know you have 15 kids and I see 14 kids. Yeah. Like, what? What? Jeez, what happened to the buddy system? Yeah. Come on. Um, so they're stuck in the thing. Mary's trying to find all these ways to get out. She can't find a way. Now we learn through news position, there's a problem. There's too much carbon dioxide down there. So if they keep inhaling it, 
they might pass out and die. Exactly. Whoa. Yeah. Wait, carbon dioxide or carbon monoxide? Carbon dioxide is uh, what they said. Okay. Yes, they hmm. said dioxide. I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be monoxide, right? Okay. Yeah, I, yeah, I would say, I would assume. I thought so. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to look this I up. I don't know how abandoned mine shafts work. Exactly. Yeah, I'm not a scientist. Right. When I think, when I think, Carbon and oxygen being dangerous, I think carbon monoxide rather yeah. than just CO2. But if there's no oxygen, then whatever. Right. Well, so <laughs> meanwhile, on the surface, Hartman is talking to the protesters because they're not protesters, but they call them protesters. Basically, they're doing a candlelight vigil for Mary because they need to get her out of the cave. It's led by Elizabeth and Howard. Wait, well, well, with the candlelight vigil is just that they've accepted that she's already dead? No, or? like like praying that she's alive. Oh, and everything okay, like okay, that. okay. Yeah. All right. So they're having this thing and Hartman goes over and talks to them to try to figure out details about Mary because he just wants to use her as a news story. Mm. This is the big story that's going to get him the anchor desk. Okay. And they call him out and they're just like, you're just using her. You're like a terrible human being. Mm. He's a reporter from Die Hard at this point. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And he's definitely like. That's what I have in my head this whole time, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it fits. Um, So I put, is this just an allegory for the fact the media lies? (sighs) And I think it is because like every one of them has lied at some point. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Very deep. Guys, quick fact check. Carbon dioxide is actually correct. When no. it comes to the level of, you know, dangerous gas uh, for people inside caves, carbon Great. dioxide. There we go. Okay. So good on this movie for being accurate. Um, <laughs> I'm glad they have the deaf kid down there. And I know that sounds mean, but if it, if the deaf kid wasn't down there, I would say fucking die, Mary. <laughs> <I> <laughs> you only want, want to be saved. saved. The deaf kid can be saved. I want the deaf kid to be saved. Okay. Not Mary. All right. Like she sacrifices herself. Okay, cool. <laughs> um. The reason that we learn the reason why she wears the boots. Oh, okay. Again, they've made another boot joke. Yep. She feels in her toes like it's 10 friends on a camping trip. That is what she says. What? We get no explanation. Just 10 friends on a camping trip. What? I don't know. So, yeah. Okay. Like, okay. What? Okay. Each of the toes is a friend. Yes. And inside the boot, those friends are now in a tent right and she doesn't have any friends so she has 10 friends on her feet did i I get that right okay sure um so So it's like literally like that that spongebob thing like where he's all on his house and he counts on his fingers all his friends okay um cool so yeah um i also made a note at this point we're almost at the end don't worry Uh Uh, I made a note at this point. This is the same fucking year she won for the blind side. This cannot be said enough. Oh my God. <laughs> like I've never seen a duality of man more than Sandra Bullock in 2009. <laughs> Cause the blind side, yeah. she was excellent. All about Steve. She was the worst. Right. Um, yeah. How, how are the performances so far in this movie? Not you, great. Yeah. Okay. Not great. All right. Yeah. The only one who does a good job. Well, all right. Not the only one, but the only ones I actually care for are Ken Jeong and, uh, uh, Thomas Hayden Church is Hartman Hughes because he actually has a moment. Okay. So this is the moment. Mm. Uh, Hartman feels bad that he's just been using Mary to like get the anchor job, get the facts and he's been torturing Steve because he's basically been like aiding her stalking. Mm-hmm. So he gets the bright idea 
he's going to grab the hose off the fire truck, run into the hole, and bring them back out. Okay. Okay. And Pro- does it work? Problem is, the hose isn't attached to anything. Oh. Oh, no. no. Down in this oh, thing too. what a cavalcade of errors. Yes. Um, <laughs> which is funny because, meanwhile, Mary found this mine car. Mm. And the this cable is basically, like, wrapped around like a pulley. So she has figured out if you put this many rocks in this mine car and push it what down. What the fuck is this Zelda dungeon puzzle bullshit? Yeah, right. Like what? <laughs> it will lift them up okay. so they can at least get out of the hole. That is literally a video game ass solution. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> so I made the note phys- physics saves the day. Yeah. Okay. Well, they, uh, basically uh, they do this plan and it gets all three of them out. Okay. And Hartman takes credit for it because Mary let him. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, yeah. you, you should look like the hero. Um, there's all these people that like are supporting of Mary and they feel for her and like the whole country is behind her and it flashes to the Sacramento press guy and he's just like I have to hire her back now don't I <laughs> and then it flashes to Keith David and he goes I have to make him anchor now don't I <laughs> uh, okay so that just solves everything yep. except for Steve what to do about Steve because it's all about it's Steve. all about him it's all about Steve. I this movie has been decidedly less about Steve than I expected. It, it has been very little about Steve, except yeah. for that he's been stalked. Yes. Yeah. Um, so basically, he says to her, I'm sorry I led you on. I, I, I know you're much more of a person. Like, he has this whole heartfelt speech on camera because another news anchor was like reporting the fact that she's like, <laughs> for lesser terms, basically autistic. Okay. But basically like making fun of her because like she's annoying because she knows all these things, blah, Mm. blah, blah. And like Steve says to the camera and like looks at them and just like, no, she's different. Yeah. But we all should be respecting of her differences Uh and blah, blah, blah. You know. Oh, we got there. So finally they're they're having their heart to heart and like she kind of realizes she has like a growing moment where she realizes Steve's not the one for her. Okay. Cause Steve is normal and she doesn't want to be normal anymore. Uh-huh. She wants to find somebody that's her normal is okay. the words. And he's just like, you're not going to change your mind. Right. She goes, I'm Jewish and Catholic. I'm pretty much set in stone. What? Yeah. I don't get it. Uh, she's stubborn yeah i guess what okay yeah is that is it on the venn diagram of jews and catholics is that in the center there That's like, the center? Is, that, yeah. is that the overlap circle I... gets the square like, <laughs> yeah 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 what like what you know what they say about jews and catholics yep there's no what like, do they say? yeah I, <laughs> I don't know okay yep so my final thoughts this about movie. this basically she goes back she becomes the crossword puzzle there's a voiceover she's the crossword she's puzzle luminary now yeah exactly okay cool and basically there's a voiceover goes everybody. on to create wordle maybe goes on to create wordle that would be well, amazing well she uses a will shorts quote at the end and i don't remember what oh, okay it was, but she literally quotes will shorts and her voiceover to the end of the movie mm. uh and basically that's it that's the end of the movie great ended at the hole and so i put final thoughts so many crosswords metaphors so many boots jokes so many stalking is okay vibes yeah 
and so many voiceovers. Well, There's... it's it's good that they didn't end up together. That was I was I'm glad that, that they didn't end up together. That was that was that wasn't the stock until you get. What I'm you glad want. that that Bradley Cooper's come to Jesus moment was maybe we should treat you like a terrible person rather than I've been in love with you this whole time. Yeah, right. You know, yeah. have gone that way. I guess. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. So I don't think this movie could be made the opposite genders. A guy stalking a girl like this. Oh Ooh, nope. No, oh, you're right. Yeah, no, no way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's no there's no way you root for that character right. that way, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And truthfully, I wasn't rooting for the character. Well, no, this no, way no. Either. I know, but like you but couldn't even pitch that exactly. That. Yeah. And this actually uh was on the blacklist, which was the most liked unused scripts. So yeah, this most was... liked unused script. So this has been yeah. a script for a while, it just gets passed around that just doesn't no one does anything with. Yeah, it gets floated around Hollywood and until a production company actually puts its money where its mouth is and says, hey, we're going to make this. Uh, and there's been a lot of great movies who have been on this list. And I guess this is not one of them. This can, is can not I get one an example. Them. Actually, I've never heard of that before. That, that blacklist term. What's like um, what's like what's like a good movie you can think of from that? That was a blacklist. Like, let's look it up. Yeah, I was sorry. I didn't say. mean to put you guys on the spot. I'm no, you're curious. good. I mean, like, we just need to look it up. Yeah. Um, oh, Juno. Juno oh, okay. Wow. All right. Lars and the Real Girl, Charlie Wilson's War, hmm. Things We Lost in the Fire, Lar- uh, Lars and the Real Girl, I said that already, Fanboys, uh, Carnival Row, hmm. The Other Bolin Girl, Blades of Glory, classic. Sure. In Bruges. Seven Pounds. In Bruges. There you go. That's a good one. 500, Days of, Street. Street. 500 Days of Summer. Okay. All right. Men Who's Little Miss Sunshine? Yeah, makes wow. sense. Wow. Okay. Okay. The social network. Social okay. network. One. The road. Wow. The road. Okay. I okay. I've never read or seen it, but I've heard good things. It. It, it messed me up. Oh, Invictus. I do love that one because rugby. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So there's some good stuff on here. There is. And then there was this. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's amazing. Movie. That's unfortunate. All about Steve. Yep. Okay. You're gonna have to rank it. Well, rate oh, it. Oh, yeah, I do have to rate it, don't I? Yep. Shit. Yep. Toughest part is the. Well, I'm glad we have Mitchell on the show because I think I'm giving it the old Mitchell zero. The half. Oh, a, wow. Yeah, half a red boot. Okay. Yeah. Half a red boot out of five? Half a red boot out of five. Okay. Uh, there was also, oh, I forgot one little thing. There was a crossword at the end that was the end. <clears throat> oh, oh, that's clever. I'm upset. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm upset. I wasn't that mad, and now I'm, now you, now now I'm a little more mad. Yeah, I'm a little more mad now. Yeah, I'm upset. Yeah, you should be. That's pretty. Where's the yoga hosers? No. Okay, but it's close. Really? Yes. Okay. This is close because this was a mean spirited film that just does not have any funny. Yeah. Well, this yeah. just uh, yeah, this just sounded like a profoundly unfunny movie. Yeah. Right. And Very like with boring. yoga hosers, like. It was just a mean movie for the sake of being a mean movie. Sure. I don't think they went out and said all about Steve. We're going to make this a mean movie. Yeah. But it It kind of was. Yeah. 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 Okay. So. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sandra. What are you doing? Yeah. I'm looking through. I'm looking through Roger Ebert. uh, Okay. uh, May he rest in peace uh, Mm -hmm. in his review 2009 of this movie. He gave it one and a half stars. So he's a little bit more lenient here. Okay. But nonetheless, it's a pretty scathing review. He liked it three um, times as much as you did. He did. Uh, he called her a crossword puzzle constructor. So I think that was a good the, one too. Yeah, I think the, that's I like the, the alliteration. term. Yeah. 
Okay. Adds adds a little bit more of a you know designer aspect to it in my in my opinion, right? Yeah. You got to design the crossword puzzles. You can't just come up with the facts. You got to lay them all out in an interesting way, you know? Right. Sure. I want to make a crossword puzzle. I don't know enough about useless facts to do it, but that's what I have Joe for. Yeah. There you go. Um, one of the things I did not talk about. So, uh, <laughs> Ken Jong's character is called Angus. Okay. Oh, all right. That's a name. Ooh, that's I name. love that name. Yeah. And basically, Hartman and Steve are fighting because Steve's just like they're, as they're driving, he's wearing his disguise and everything like that. And Hart, uh, Angus is losing his mind because he's just like these guys need to stop fighting it's gonna be a long trip blah 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 so he yells at hartman hartman for the love of god stop tanning you look like a cheese nip you look like an orange with lips damn and then he also says and you geraldo lose the wig you look like a retired porn star who are you fooling oh that's a great disguise einstein the van's the same dumbass (laughs) okay so that is that was his rant that was a rant and that was probably a good one Hmm. yeah yep so I had another one. I was hoping I would find what her job was, but I did not. Hmm. So okay, yeah. Can we go through the Razzies real quick from yes, that year? An incredible year. So it won Worst Picture, or actually no, it did not. It was uh, it lost Worst Picture, excuse me, to Transformers: Revenge of the Fallen, <laughs> and it was nominated alongside GI Joe: The Rise of Cobra, Land okay. of the Lost, and Old Dogs. Sorry, okay, I'm stuck so. on I'm stuck on Transformers. Is Revenge of the Fallen? Is that the third one or the second one? Third one, I think. Uh, uh, dark side of the moon or something dark of the moon dark of the moon yeah sorry <laughs> so i think okay. this is the second i believe yeah, this is the second that's the one with transformers uh, truck nuts yeah okay yeah so it d- it did win in the worst actress category with sandra yes. bullock being there obviously okay um and then it was also nominated for worst director with phil trail i believe is how you say his name yeah. and then worst screenplay which transformers revenge of the fallen also won michael mm-hmm. bay won worst director uh, but my favorite category that they were nominated and won in was Worst Screen Couple is Sandra Bullock and Bradley Cooper winning. <laughs> the yeah. other nominees, yeah, yeah, Kristen Stewart and either Taylor Lautner or Robert Pattinson. Ooh. Twilight, Ow. New Moon. Yeah. New Moon, okay. Yeah, oh, second one. one. Yeah, I saw that one at midnight. Wow. And then, yeah, well, I was in college and trying to impress a girl. Yeah. Oh, no. It did not work. That's the reason, man. I did was, not work. I was, I was held captive in a you know, Twilight relationship as yeah. well. I get it. Yep. Also nominated Shia LaBeouf and either Megan Fox or any Transformer in Transformers Revenge <laughs> of the Fallen. Any Transformer. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Damn. All right. I ship I ship Optimus Prime and, and, and <laughs> Shia LaBeouf. Sam Witwicky. Is that his fucking name? Uh, yeah, Sam Witwicky. Yeah, it's Sam Witwicky. That's right. Oh, and then the go. other, Will Ferrell and any co-star, creature, or comic riff in Land of the Lost. And then my oh, personal God, favorite, man. any two or more of the Jonas Brothers in Jonas Brothers, the 3D concert experience. <laughs> damn <laughs> that's amazing. Damn. i love that category so much that's so good well i love the category this year did you see the uh made up one for this year no what is it uh it is worst performance by bruce willis in a 2021 movie oh boy is cosmic sin in there i believe so oh my god that's my no phone, way yeah, oh i love it, that so it's all bruce willis movies that he released my, my last guy, year my guy is just cash and checks man like he yeah. like he probably just shows up for a day films whatever yeah. and then leaves so. i just love it they, they don't even have him in <laughs> oh i've just seen the the things now uh 
worst picture because we have the winners already. Do you want to know some of the winners? Sure. Yeah. The worst Let's picture was Diana the Musical. Okay. Uh, okay. It fought alongside Space Jam: A New Legacy. <laughs> okay. Karen, The Woman in the Window, and Infinite, the Mark Wahlberg movie. Okay. Uh, winner of worst actor. Okay. Let's hear LeBron it. James. Yeah. LeBron James. <laughs> Cleveland. This is, is this? for you. Oh my Cleveland. God. Oh god. <laughs> Nominated was Ben Platt for Dear Evan Hansen too. Oh gosh. That's okay. saying something. I mean, okay. <laughs> uh I don't know who that is. Uh okay. worst supporting actor, Jared Leto for House of Gucci. Okay. Yep. Yep. And then um Who's excited for more of There's a lot of Diana the musical. The they won worst director. Okay. Worst screen combo. Space Jam, A New Legacy, LeBron James, and his son. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, man. Oh Worst prequel, remake, ripoff, or sequel? Space Jam 2. Space, Space Jam 2. Yep. And uh, the winner for Worst Performance by Bruce Willis in a 2021 picture, Cosmic Sin. Yes! Oh, God. I feel like look how many it. nominees there are mike that is incredible like just eight, to say 2021 20, yeah eight Jesus. now a lot of them probably backed up because of what happened in 2020 yeah. and all that yeah. however that's a crap ton of movies to be yeah, in it is. for oh, yeah. anyone oh well, my like, god it was, clear, it was clear that even in cosmic sin like he was probably on set for a week tops like that like name more than that well and the probably, guy the guy maybe. that um did cosmic sin did like half of the movies for that year oh okay gotcha all right so it's probably just like all right here's what we're filming this week right you know and, and that's exactly it like it really it was pretty much his entire year was that guy wow yeah does he like does he have like have some dirt on him or something like i think it's a tax scheme yeah it must be right off or something like that yeah like i just no idea hey show up for a week and you get a vacation and i mean like with at least adam sandler like he's open about that stuff yeah you know like yeah. he's like yeah like, mm. i would much rather support adam sandler oh yeah him. absolutely yeah i don't yeah. uh brucey mm. oh bruce bruce what happened man bruce what happened yeah so yeah i think this is nuts so i'm looking at the production companies behind it and 20th century was the distributor but the like one of the main production companies for actually making the film was Fortis Productions, which is Sandra Bullock's own production company. Oh. So she was not only the star of this, but she, from what it probably looks like, picked the script, said, yeah, let's green light this thing. And I'm going to star in this. She knew 100% what was going to happen. Wow. <laughs> and she still so she made this. that script and was like, I want to be in this movie. It, yeah I, and what's crazy is that this production company probably with a lot of her influence made miss congeniality which was huge yep, yep. Floats, which did really nice box office two weeks notice um also did very well miss congeniality too and then you get all about steve and that was in 2009 okay so they had been steadily making movies between 98 and 2009 mm. after that they took a 12-year hiatus. Wow. They came back with the unforgivable, and now this year is the Lost City. Yeah. Um, oh, so yeah. the Lost City. So Lost City has Lost a City. chance. Okay, yeah. yeah. The Lost um, City has a shot. But, it, it like, obviously, Sandra Bullock was fine as an actress and continued to work, but her production company completely lost the wind behind its sales yeah. for 12 years. That's kind of wild, actually. Wow. So That's I'm looking nuts. at the Metascore, and I'm looking at some of the reviews. 
uh, Toronto, the Globe and Mail gave this a 75 out of 100. What? Yeah. Wow. And and just to show how much St. Louis sucks, the St. Louis Post-Dispatch gave it 50 out of 100. Hmm. So St. Louis, you suck. Wow. Yeah. So 75, and then after that, Ebert's the next one with 38, which feels a little more forgiving. Well, right. Well, that was one that that was calculated from a 1.5 stars, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that feels right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So St. Louis gave it a two and a half. And then what, a four out of five for Toronto Mm. Globe and Mail? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, what a lovely movie, Mike. Thank you for taking one for the team. And just yeah, thank you for it. thank you for sharing with us. Yeah, it took a while because I needed to take a break in yeah, between three and a half, an hour and a half movie turned to three and a half hours. Yep, it did. Yeah, yeah. So I, I went it. to bed at like three a.m. yesterday because that's what I did. Yeah, <laughs> because that's what I did. Yeah, cool. So, yeah. Well, that'll do it for this episode of Game for a Movie. I've been your host, Mike, joined by Mitchell, Andre. Thank you guys very much for tuning in. We'll see you next time on Game for a Movie. Bye, guys. Where were you when those kids fell into that hole? <laughs> Where were you when Sandra Bullock fell in there too? Ooh, love it. <laughs> Song gets me so emotional every time. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>